Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of Spooky Girls, the podcast where we explore all sorts of real-life paranormal and creepy occurrences, from ghost sightings and hauntings, to reported alien and cryptid encounters, myths, folklore, legends, and more. Every week we'll cover a different true spooky story. We're your hosts, I'm Katrina. And I'm Jasmine. Good afternoon, everyone. Or morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. Or evening. Oh yes, any any time, any time of day, whatever time it is, have a good one. Or if you don't believe in time, because you think that it's just a construct to um. If you don't believe in time, then please stop watching Christopher Nolan films because. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we talk about this? Have you seen Tenet yet? No. Don't. It's awful. <laughs> I will fight anyone who says it's good. I have very strong opinions on Tenet. It made okay. me depressed. I blame my current bout of depression on that movie, squarely on that fucking movie. I swear uh, to God. Okay. I hate, I hate Christopher. I hate I'm, him. I hate him. I'm so sorry. Anyway, how was your week? <laughs> it's been fine. Having mild mental breakdowns over university Aww. assignments. Um, Sounds like fun. But luckily, today's story I had already written because it was supposed to be part of my cursed object segment of our Halloween collaboration with Brooke from Wise. Um, but Hello, it turned Brooke. out it turned out turned out too long, so um, so I turned it into yes. a full episode. So luckily, I didn't have to worry about writing an episode this week. I've just seen it. It is well over a thousand words. I feel like it. Um, this is going to be. Oh, it looks very. It looks once again very historical. I'm going to stop looking at it. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'm very excited about that yeah. one. Isn't is is that the diamond which? Um, I've not said what no it is enti- yet. No. Uh, oh, whoops, sorry. <laughs> so, so, yes. Say the, what it is, then I have the, a question. The story is of the Hope Diamond. Okay, so. Um, this might be a stupid question. <laughs> is is that diamond the one which is meant to be the the diamond in Titanic? It was based on it, yes. <gasps> I thought I was being stupid. No, no, no. It was it oh, was supposed it's yes. like based on it. Oh. Yeah. I thought so. Because it's just I like a massive, it like the heart of the ocean. Because it's like a massive blue diamond. Yes, precisely. Yeah. I knew it. I thought mm. so because when I saw pictures of it, I was like, <laughs> "That looks like the thing that was in Titanic." You know, mm. the thing that looks like the thing. The thing. Well, no, first you yes. were like forbidden blue raspberry gummy, and yes, then you were like, <laughs> "I was like, where have I seen that delicious blue raspberry gummy before? It mm. looks very familiar. Have I eaten it before? No, it was Titanic. just in Titanic." Oh, uh, someone was talking about that film and slating it the other day and I got so upset. Oh no, it's a masterpiece. It's a beautiful film. Uh, who was it? Someone was saying, oh, I have to, I have to remember what they were saying. They were, it was that old thing again about how like there was room for Rose on the, no, it was. Um, oh yeah, there, there was room for Jack no, on the was, door. No, it was, they were saying that that um, someone on fucking Reddit, of course, was slating the old lady for thinking about th- this guy who fucked her on a boat, excuse my French, <laughs> at the moment of her death, instead of her family and her husband, yeah. why is she thinking ab- about him? And the caption was like, why are women like this? It's like, excuse me, <laughs> if, I, if, if I were dying, 
okay? I'm not going to think about my old fucking sweaty ass partner over here. I don't, I've, I've seen you for the past 50 odd years. I'm going to think about that one time when I was 23 or whenever, how old, how old was she? Like 12? I don't know. <laughs> However the hell old she was when it happened. Like, why, why wouldn't you think of that? I mean, it makes her feel young again. I yeah, so and upset. like, that was, that was probably the most important thing that happened in her life. Like Precisely. all of that shit together. Like he sacrificed his life so that love, she could have like, her life. The fucking Titanic sank. Like if you're not gonna remember <laughs> that when you're dying and you're old. Precisely. I got so I was honest you I was mm. livid. I was like, if you really believe this, then you didn't even fucking watch the movie. Okay, go back and watch it again. Yeah. I can't even think about it without crying. Like I'm trying to actively not think about it. I know it. same. Oh, it's such a beautiful film. <laughs> It's so good. Mm. Although um, I watched the musical. Sorry, this isn't very spooky <laughs> at all. You haven't heard of Titanic? Oh my god, no, it's really good. It's so catty. You would love it. <laughs> I watched it twice in London mm-hmm. and once of in Hong Kong last year. Did. Yeah, of course. It, it was. Um, I cried so much. <sighs> um, but the second time I watched it, I only watched it because me and my friends, we got really, really drunk and had a talk about Titanic. And mm. then I bought the tickets then and there for the next night. So I woke up the next day and I was like, guys, hope your hangovers <laughs> are good. But um, you're going to meet me in Charing Cross <laughs> at 6 p.m. for this fucking play because I bought the tickets. Oh, I love um, you. So that was that was fun. Um, but it's it's a great musical and mm. the music is stunning. Um but it's it's not the same storyline, don't worry. Oh, isn't it? Oh, because I was about to say, I hope that like Billy Zane has a cameo and just walks across the stage. <laughs> like, doesn't say anything. Is like not even in period clothing. He looks just... into the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just walks across halfway through. I wish. No, it's it's a lot more historically based. Um, yeah. So it was very um, sensitive to like all of that stuff. Mm. And um, there are people in the so like of course the characters who they were based on are in the are in the play, but those characters are actually they were never both on the boat. Um, so the guy who Jack was based off was actually like um, again like a coal digger on the mm. on the boat, but he was it was based on like his love for his wife back home. Oh, oh and it's so sad. And he like writes out this letter <laughs> and like tells her how like he wants to marry her when he gets back. I'm gonna oh cry. Oh my god! No, don't do but, this. Okay, right, you cannot come to my work. (laughs) There are, in that Titanic exhibition, there's a letter from a father to, like, his two daughters back home. Like, oh, I can't wait to see you again. Well, yeah, yeah, and then he died, of course. Oh, no. But yeah, it's awful. Yeah, there's loads of stuff like that, so you'd you'd, him. Oh, def. Oh, I love that. I love crying. I I love crying. I love crying in public. But yeah, I, I, I would love to come and see that exhibit. Oh. I, will, I will cry a lot, but I, I love crying yeah. in public. It's fine. Maybe if I can ever come back to the UK, although I just saw, I don't know if, if you saw, but they've just approved the, um, the Pfizer vaccine to be rolled Ooh. out next week for you guys. Yeah, but okay, Exciting. I am very scared that it's going to be like 28 days later. It'll be fine, don't worry. <laughs> okay. 
It'll be fine. It'll be fine. You know, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Catty, I promise you. We've literally, we've, we've drunk the most shady drinks in our whole life, I'm sure. Like, I don't know about you, but when I was younger, I drank some pretty strange alcoholic beverages, which I should not have drunk. And um, let me tell you, I didn't die. Um, So I, I trust this. Okay. So, the Hope Diamond which currently resides in the Smithsonian Institute in Washington, D.C., is one of the most famous jewels in the world, and also quite possibly the most expensive, with an estimated value of 200 to 350 million US dollars. The 45.53 carat rare blue diamond has ownership records dating back almost four centuries. However, according to legend, The Hope Diamond is cursed, bringing tragedy and death to not only anyone who owns it, but also for all who touch it. This curse is said to have befallen the diamond when it was stolen from the forehead of a statue of the Hindu goddess Sita by French gem merchant Jean-Baptiste Tavernier in the 1600s while he was on a trip to India. Although it's far more likely that Tavernier purchased the diamond while he was in the Golconda Sultanate in present-day southern India, which was famed for its mines and incredibly high-quality diamonds, the turbulent history surrounding the gem and its owners has still led many to believe that it is cursed. Wait, so um, this also sounds a lot like... So I've already said, we've mentioned the ties back to Titanic. Mm. This Jean-Baptiste chap sounds a lot like Aladdin... Stealing that gem mm. out of the cave of wonders. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> so now I'm just thinking is every single like cursed diamond from all of these Disney films. Well, I mean Titanic's not Disney, but <laughs> I, I'm yeah, I'm kind of like seeing the modern media. Yeah. They yeah. it's all just a cheap knockoff of the Hope Diamond. The first victim of this curse was apparently Tavernier himself, who supposedly came down with a raging fever and died soon after stealing the diamond, with his body then torn apart by wild dogs, although other sources show that he lived a long life, dying at the age of 84. (laughs) But wait, didn't everyone die of, like, everything back then? (laughs) I mean... Yes, they did. He was either really unlucky, or not even unlucky, just, like, (laughs) mediocre, or really (laughs) lucky to live to 84. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, like... And especially, like, you know, if he goes running around in all these strange places where mm. he shouldn't be, there's going to be some strange diseases abroad, which you are not equipped for, little Frenchman. No. Um, <laughs> yikes. Yeah. Tavernier sold the diamond to King Louis XIV of France in 1673, after which it was known as the French Blue. But he was also apparently affected by the curse. All of his legitimate children, except for one, died in childhood, and he painfully died of gangrene in 1715. Nicolas Fouquet, who worked for King Louis XIV, is said to have worn the diamond for a special occasion, after which he fell out of favour with the king and was exiled, then imprisoned and executed. The diamond was inherited by Louis XIV's grandson, Louis XVI, and was worn by his wife, Marie Antoinette, both of whom were executed in 1793 during the French Revolution. Marie-Louise, Princess de Lamballe, who was a member of Marie Antoinette's court and one of her closest confidants, 
also supposedly fell victim to the curse. She died horrifically at the hands of a mob, apparently hit with a hammer, decapitated, stripped and disemboweled, among other things, with her head impaled on a pike to be displayed outside Marie Antoinette's prison window. See now, so technically, if people are saying that the diamond has caused all of that to happen, Mm. right? The deaths of all these people. The French Revolution. Yeah, the diamond caused the French Revolution and the diamond is the main conduit (laughs) for the entirety of everything, you know? Like, history was written by this diamond, folks. Wake up, America. God isn't real, the diamond is. (laughs) I'm going to make a new religion Mm. about the French blues, okay? um, Everyone's going to be called Le Petit Bleuet, right? And we're all just going to worship the fucking diamond because... I mean, I, I believe what I see, folks. And what mm. I'm seeing here is historical proof. That's what I'm seeing. Yes. Okay. During the French Revolution, the crown jewels, including the diamond, were placed in a royal storehouse but were not well guarded. The contents were repeatedly looted, and although most <laughs> of the jewels were later recovered, the French blue was not. <laughs> literally, like literally these fuckers... For like What's five days, them? went back and forth, looting <laughs> this storehouse, and no one noticed. Oh goodness me, I love it! Like how much, how much fucking, how drunk were they in this time period? I <laughs> oh, swear no. to God. <laughs> oh my God. However, a large blue diamond had resurfaced in London by 1813 and the rarity and perfection of the French blue strongly suggests that this diamond was the same gemstone, only recut in the hope to hide its origin. The diamond gained its name, the Hope Diamond, in 1839, when it appeared in the catalogue of a gem collection owned by Henry Philip Hope, who was from a prominent London banking family. The diamond changed hands several times, and was purchased by Sultan Abdul Hamid of Turkey in 1908, who subsequently lost his throne, and whose favourite concubine, who frequently wore the diamond, was slain. <laughs> well, I can imagine it. It was like, oh no, not her. She's my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> the other ones, please, not that one. That thing's expensive. <laughs> oh. The diamond was then owned by Wilhelm Fals, a Dutch jeweller, who was murdered by his son, then by Simon Montherides, a Greek jeweller, who was killed along with his wife and child when he drove off a cliff. Then, supposedly, it was owned by a Russian count, and then an actress, both of whom met tragic ends. <laughs> I just really want to know more about poor Wilhelm like, and why his son <laughs> killed him. I don't know. It was like, yeah, I think it was a murder-suicide. <laughs> Oh, poor guy. The diamond then came into the possession of Pierre Cartier, one of the famous jewellers of the Cartier family, who convinced a wealthy couple, Evelyn Walsh McLean and Edward McLean, to buy the enormous rare gem in 1911. Cartier emphasised the negative history and apparent curse of the Hope Diamond to the Macleans, since Evelyn had previously told him that objects usually considered bad luck turned into good luck for her. (laughs) Okay, Evelyn. Okay. 
Despite Evelyn's belief that the diamond would bring her good luck rather than bad, there was still a clause in the sale agreement that stated, should any fatality occur within six months, the Hope Diamond is agreed to be exchanged for jewellery of equal value. When Evelyn's mother-in-law heard about the sale, she was horrified and fearful of the curse, and demanded that Evelyn return the diamond to Cartier, although eventually Evelyn kept it. Of course she did. This Evelyn's a fucking little menace. (laughs) She's just going to cause her father's death or something, isn't she? I can just smell it. (laughs) Evelyn apparently became obsessed with the diamond and wore it constantly. Although she may have believed that it was a good luck charm, many people claimed that the curse struck her too. Soon after purchasing the diamond, her mother-in-law died, so she may have been justified in her fear. (laughs) Damn straight, Evelyn. Mm. Then her eldest child, Vincent, was struck and killed by a car at age nine. Later on, her daughter, Evie, died age 25 from an accidental overdose of sleeping pills, and her husband left her for another woman and was declared insane and confined to a mental institution for the rest of his life. Service him right. When Evelyn's son John inherited the diamond following her death, he offered it to his wife, who actually turned it down due to the so-called curse associated with it. Although Evelyn had wished for her grandchildren to inherit her jewellery collection, her family had to sell the collection, including the diamond, due to the huge debts that were owed by her estate, much of it due to her husband's erratic spending while he was mentally ill. Evelyn's surviving children sold the diamond to famed New York jeweller Harry Winston in 1949, who loaned the diamond to a number of prominent socialites to be worn during balls in order to raise money for charity. Winston donated the Hope Diamond to the Smithsonian in 1958 to be the focal feature in a new gem collection, as well as to encourage other people to donate. On the 10th of November 1958, the diamond travelled in a plain brown box by registered mail to the Smithsonian, where a large group of people met it and celebrated its arrival. Although Winston seems to have escaped the wrath of the curse, James Todd, the mailman who delivered the diamond to the museum, actually had his leg crushed in a truck accident shortly after, suffered a head injury in another accident, and then had his house burned down. Christ. Okay, so this diamond... <coughs> again, this diamond is... Um, it is uh, not only the conduit of history, but also of all evil. Mm. So now it's become not only like a, his- a historical piece, but also a satanic one, yes. right? Because um, I think that's some kind, that's some kind of bullshit when, when everything gets taken out on the poor mailman, because <laughs> I just want to know what the fuck happened. So, so, he had a, so he had his leg crushed... And then another head injury from another accident, which has been unspecified. Yes. Um, and then his house burnt down. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if those two last things are at all related. Because um, otherwise this <laughs> man, I don't think on. it's a diamond. I think he's just cursed, honey. I think he's mm. just a cursed man. <laughs> the Smithsonian have received a number of letters over the years, warning them that the diamond, now being owned by a federal institution meant bad luck for the entire country. Even so, the Hope Diamond remains on display in the Smithsonian as part of the National Gem and Mineral Collection, and has only left the museum four times since it was donated. 
There are many people who believe that the story of the curse was most likely created by Pierre Cartier in order to entice Evelyn Walsh McLean into buying the diamond, as he knew that she was intrigued by items that were reputedly bad luck. However, whether or not you believe that the diamond is actually cursed, there have been enough mysterious accidents, tragedies and deaths connected to the stone to ensure that the legend of the curse of the Hope Diamond continues to live on. Ooh, okay. Scary stone. I love it. Um, wait, so where is the Smithsonian? Which country is that in? It's in America. It's America. In, it's in well, Washington. I guess you could say that a bunch of cursed shit has happened there over the years. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe it's the diamond. Maybe, maybe it's, it's the, the diamond. diamond this whole time. Who mm-hmm. knows? Because um, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Just to blame everything on a on a rock. Uh, <laughs> that would be great. That'd be a great time. Me? No, pff, it was the rock, not me. The rock made me do it. <laughs> and what the diamond wants, the diamond she'll get. <laughs> Honestly. I love that connection to Titanic. It makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. And then also very sad because Titanic. Okay, so thank you so much for listening and we hope to have you back for next week's episode. If you want to get in touch for any reason, just to say hello or to send us a story of your own true paranormal or spooky experience, please email us at spookygirlspodcast at gmail.com. And also make sure to like and follow our Spooky Girls Facebook page, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also check us out on Twitter, at Spooky Girls Pod, and on Instagram, at Spooky Girls Podcast. If you want to support us further, then you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash spookygirls. And from as little as $2 a month, you gain access to bonus episodes and other awesome content that we have planned for the future. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you all next time. Stay spooky. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Glorious. <laughs> <laughs>